You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. We are more than passionate developers. We are passionate people. I like that we gave ourselves. I like how we gave ourselves the title "professional developers." Trying to turn that down. Is that that's not is that turning down at all? Yeah, it's down. Okay, I'm listening to the wrong stream to even know. I'm horrible (laughs) at my job. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, this is it. Episode two hundred one. We've got over the hump. We're still here. We're still doing a couple shows. I got a are new gonna, mic set up. So are we going to do that every 100? Eardrums. Huh? Are we going to do that every 100? Okay, we're, we're leading up to 300. Okay, now we're over the hump of 300. Yeah, you had a problem with that? Arbitrary milestones. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson. And with me, gabbing his mouth, is John Congdon. Sorry, I'll stop. You do a beautiful job, man. <laughs> he, you don't stop, stop being you. You don't stop being you. <laughs> are you sure about that? And to my other side is my friend, Thomas Rideout. Hello! <laughs> and now your mic sounds terrible. Where what did you, what did you do? What? Oh, no, there you go. You, you that sounds fine. You've to your mic, man. Yeah. Hello! Don't, don't not talk into your mic. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you tell me what to do, buddy. Hey, we got called out. I, I, I punched you a tweet, Thomas, and I got no reply. What's up with that, man? That's how I use Twitter. That's, how you That's so I, awesome. I accept incoming praise and reject everything else. Well, you, well, you can have it now, so people can't even respond to your tweets. You know, that's that's a cool new feature. You can say, "Yeah, I don't want anybody to respond I, to my." Do tweet. I have that on? I, I'm used to I that think, all about me. Like, I don't want him to respond, not anybody. I think everybody has it. I don't. I don't think. I think it's just publicly released now. So when you go to do a tweet. It says who can reply. Either the only the people you mention, either only people you follow, or only people that follow you. I forget which one it is. And then every everyone. So yeah, you should. So have, now you got to share. What did you say? Because I'm I'm not seeing it on your stream. You're not seeing it. Nope. So it's uh you can share it with it. everybody. Can everyone can reply? Only people you follow. It's not even people that follow you. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing what you tweeted out. No, I got you. I, I'm just okay. I'm, I'm just I haven't gotten to oh. you yet. Oh, um, not somebody so, not talk to you. <laughs> They're so good at their job. Hey, I don't see. I, oh, it's under replies, probably. Are you uh, talking about someone? Dimitri? No, uh, Jonathan Wheat, my Scotch drinking buddy, Jonathan Wheat. Yeah, I see nothing. He says, "Oh, there we go." Oh, I clicked on it and it disappeared. That's the new feature of Twitter. It's there like, hey, go. this person isn't. Doesn't have enough followers, so you're not really worried about what they said. So he says, Jonathan Wheat says, uh, I want to watch Eric. Uh, I want to watch Eric. I don't even use my own handle. <laughs> I want to watch Showcom code using them. Uh, I don't use it unless I'm on a server and only uh, for some uh, rudimentary commands. I'd love to see why you love it so much and how you use it in an IDE. I like the idea of no mouse. Tech me. And so this has like, been an on. Oh, right. Teach me. Sorry. I, I got rudimentary correct. I mean, come on. Give me some I am, credit. I was impressed. <laughs> uh, so this has like been an ongoing thing 
with us. And, and we do it in jest. I mean, honestly, I don't care what you use. I, this is not a religious battle I need to win. I, I'm not one of these people that, that are looking to convert people. But I do like to give you a hard time just because you give me a hard time. And uh, so I replied. I, I said, uh, yeah, I keep thinking about doing that. Would like to do a side-by-side with somebody who's really into the into an IDE to see if I'm missing something. Ideally, we can both use PHP Storm. Uh, although not 100% Vim, it has been one of the best. It does. It has one of the best Vim emulators. Use it every day. Real right out interested. So my idea would be that we would do a stream and just talk through like how we code. And I'd show you how I would do something in Vim. You could show me how you do it just using PHP Storm. Yeah, but I'm bad at PHP Storm. Okay, that's fair. No, that's fair. I, 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 totally I one cool of my that. like great shames is that I'm a bad IDE user. That, that's one that. one reason I love PHP Storm is it shows you what you're not using. Yeah. So you so you could think about using like that, it's really those it's really good. It's really good for me because I don't know all the shortcuts and it tries very hard to teach them to you. And like I but think that- the. The best shortcut I know is Alt is Control Space. Uh, oh, you need a, no more more shortcuts then, buddy. Well, but that's like the one I get to all the time. Where if there is a syntax issue, you hit Control Space and it pulls up your options. Or if you're auto completing a class, Control Space will give you all your auto complete values. See, that, that, that's that stuff I, I would not have known. I, I I don't even know that. But, but that's like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I first started using Storm, I I used uh I used space space for everything because I like like whenever I was looking for a file or I would just hit space space and that searches everything files methods everything. So, do you, I mean, do shift, you use shift? shift? Yeah, shift shift shift. Oh yeah, you're right. Shift shift. I'm sorry. It's been so long since I've done it. No control T transform. That's a big one. I know. No. What's 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 control T do? So transform where you can. You can extract a method. You can extract a string. Does introduce a variable. That, mm. that must no. be a Mac. Must be a Mac layout. Uh, I can't remember if it's it's one of those. Yeah, I'm sure there's a Windows equivalent to it. No, I, honestly, yeah. I use the way I use PHP Storm is now I have cheated, but everything I do is through the Vim plugin. So I don't I don't take advantage now when I get the squiggly line under something i will take the mouse and scroll over it because that's how that that those suggestions pop up yeah, that's, that's well, control, control space does that for you on oh, mac it's on mac it's command or um op, option enter one of those two. Oh yeah does alt, the same alt, thing shift enter yeah you know what no he's right it is option enter i i have done that in the past as well when i remember to do it yeah yeah it's good to know so yeah i do a couple things and in like my, so to customize your Vim configuration PHP Storm, Vim Vim itself has a .vim rc file. Well, in PHP Storm, they have a .idea Vim rc or .idea rc. I think it's .idea Vim rc. So if you know, once you have the Vim plugin installed, there's and maybe this isn't a Vim plugin thing. I don't know. It's it. I don't not use it, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. There is a command where you can do a colon action, and basically anything you can do in Vim, you can call that action. So anything, any of the menus, any any functionality, you can do you know colon action and call that action. So I've mapped a bunch of those to Vim things. Like 
like to open up git commit for me i used to use fugitive so it would be my leader key gc and that would pull up fugitive well in php storm i do leader key gc and it opens up the php storm git commit so so Wait, I why can't you one. why don't you well why can't you just use the the built-in shortcuts why does it have to be a vim that's what i'm saying i don't even know what they are it's it's just muscle memory for me so that, that, mm. that that's why i'm saying i'd love to do a side by side because i'd love to see somebody who knows the PHP storm shortcuts. Well, we can, I like we can s- try that out later this week. We're talking about getting some OBS stuff moved over to my side. So maybe we can uh, broadcast that train wreck and see what happens. Yeah, we can do that. I, I, well, the problem with that. Yeah. We'll think about that because we need to, we, we, we would need a way to share the screens. So I don't know either. Either I'm going to start doing some Vim coding this weekend just to show people or, or something. John seems like he's pretty, pretty handy with the, uh, but I'm, but I'm a Vim guy. I use the Vim plugin. So most of what I do is through the Vim plugin. I just know mm-hmm. a lot of the PHP Storm key bindings already. So instead of uh, having my idea of MRC to do that for me, I I know the PHP Storm shortcuts. And then everything so, else, like my normal editing is through Vim commands. Mm-hmm. So what what is the uh, what's the shortcut for the Git commit stuff uh apple k i think see that would actually that's actually one less keystroke so you know that's just that's that's type of thing i i just never bothered to learn it because i was going off muscle memory and mm-hmm. and i just wanted to keep that muscle memory so that when i move around because i do that with with anything that has a vim uh plug-in that you can configure i i try to mimic or emulate so, i think that goes back to you we've both been longtime vim users I was more of a vanilla Vim user. I, I used the basic editor. I was able to move around quick. I could code quick. Still didn't use my mouse. I would control Z to go back to my terminal to do any mm-hmm. of my Git commands. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. never touching the mouse and then foreground to get back into my Vim session, continue coding. Yeah. So I think that's a, a big difference there. Yeah. So we should do that. I'd love to just, I don't know, just sit down and, and start doing some stuff. And ideally it'd be like a side-by-side screen share sort of thing. Like may, maybe, I don't know, maybe we were just talking about using zoom. Maybe we do it in it, zoom. It gets risky on my can... computer. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was, I was actually thinking about. I was like, man, I don't want to share my screen because all my client stuff, like I don't have this stuff compartmentalized. So, you know, I, I would always like be worried that I would, open up a client's project or somebody would see a name of a client that they don't want their name shared or something like that. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm really kind of on the fence about it, but I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I, I, I might, I might just do it one day. I don't know. But if, if you're up to it, either you, if either you're up to it, I'd love to. Do yeah. It side sounds like side. you picked the wrong guy. It sounds like John knows quite a bit more about it than I do. <laughs> but it's also not what he's looking for. He was looking for a non Vim to a Vim kind of perspective. Yeah. yeah, but you've, you've got PHP Storm down. With Vim. Yeah, he still uses Vim. So oh. he, st- he still does his basic stuff in Vim. So like showing him how I, how I change everything between quotes wouldn't impress him because he, he probably does it the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that or, 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 you know, moving blocks of code wouldn't impress him because I know he does that the same way. You know, it's just there would be nothing there where you might say, okay, that's interesting, or that's kind of cool. Not yeah, that you would the, ever admit it, but you might slip up. Selecting a block of text using your keys where just a, with a few keystrokes, you've got a whole block of text highlighted. 
versus mm-hmm. reaching over, grabbing your mouse, getting up to the first line, and then clicking and dragging. There, it's amazing the time savings there. It seems like and, not much, but it adds up. And what I mean, the, the, one of the things that really embraced my love for Vim is when I learned how to write the little macros where something I was going to repeat several times if I could figure out <laughs> how to record that. it one time. Oh my God. What a what a time save that was. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to edit a C- uh, CSV file and I've had to do like four things to a line in a CSV file to like 500 lines. And, you know, I, I figure out the, the strokes, the keystrokes I need to do it. I record them and just say, okay, run that command 500 times. It is it's done. See, then, then I'm doing that wrong because I would record it on one line. I would then use the a second recording to like do a J dot to repeat or a J at A to repeat the A recording. And I would do that 10 times. And then I would do the second <laughs> macro to run the first one 10 times. And if I had, say, thousands of lines to do that to, I would then record a C macro to to repeat the B macro, which repeated the A, a macro, you know, 10, 15, 20 times. So that I could do a bunch of, at once. That's funny. No, normally I, I record it once. I'll test it on, on a second. Like, let's just say, say it's a one-line change. I'll record it. I'll test it. And if it works, I'll just do 500 at, and then a? it's typically Oh, a, man. Yeah. I never even thought about doing it that way. <laughs> and this is the thing about them. It's like there's four four or five different ways of doing something, and you realize you you were never doing it efficiently, but you know how to you know you know a way of getting it done because my way my way is more efficient than what Thomas's way would have been, right? But it wasn't as efficient as your way. I don't know about <laughs> right? that. Okay, what would what would be your way? Well, I have I'm a big fan of multi line editing. Yeah, but so. that doesn't always work. So so like let's say you had a let's say you had a C- CSV file. You had to you know remove the third third block the third entry, whatever it is on each line, you had to capitalize the, the fourth entry and lowercase remove, everything remove else. quotes from one field for some reason, or add remove quotes to quotes. one field for some reason. And it's it's, yeah. it's not just a matter of inserting things or deleting things. It's taking actions. Like you can, you can actually take actions and record those actions. Yeah. So you know exactly what I would do for that. Write a PHP script to do it for you. Yes. <laughs> I have done it many times. And that's what I'm saying. That that's one of those things where if that's all you did in Vim, where you said, "Oh, you know, I have this complex thing I need to do. Let me open the file in Vim and record a macro," it would save you all sorts of time. Yeah, but PHP you. Storm has has that. PHP Storm, no, you can yeah, you can run a scratch file. Right, but that's you still fine. have to write. You file. have to write the script to do it. That's what we're saying is, if you don't know Vim, you are you're going to write a script to do it for you versus that. 10, 15 keystrokes it would take to do it in Vim and you're done. Yeah, but that's still a script in Vim. Why, why are you fighting this? This is where I start to get frustrated. I don't care. The fact that you 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 keep claiming, oh no, there's another better way to do it is where I start better. to get frustrated. I said, that's, I said how I would do it. I never said my way was better. You know how DevOps, <laughs> you know how DevOps would do it? They'd have the programmers. Them. They'd have the programmers write a script, send it to QA. They'd have QA write a test for it, and then they'd have test approved, and then they'd send it back no, I, to DevOps. I take DevOps back my invite. I don't care if you ever learn Vim. I don't care. I hope you burn in hell. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna switch gears here. I have a funny story from last week. Let's hear it. I always retweet when we go live, 
And for some reason, last week, I decided to share it on Facebook. Like, hey, we're going live and put it out there. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. No, it, no what, what really wasn't a whoops. I have friends that listen, that commented. Like, we never heard you use the F word before. <laughs> <laughs> to be so fair, we, we, hadn't people. Early, we hadn't till we podcasted with you either. <laughs> well, the funny thing, I'm like... Well, we're always together with kids, and I, I'm really good about not saying things around kids, and I don't use it that often anyway. But then they reply saying, no, we've actually had multiple conversations specifically about you and using the F word, which I'm not going to say now because I, I, I have a little fucking pussy. That's why. It's a family podcast. <laughs> exactly. Can't fuck up your reputation. Not at all. <laughs> Speaking of that. Although, as, as, as I said that Facebook was a mistake, a Facebook watching user posted, damn, dot, dot, dot. Damn. <laughs> I wasn't Who picking out saying? anyone specifically. I'm sorry. <laughs> I brought up Envoyer. Uh, we, I'm jumping in because I want to. We have a client. They, they've been very happy with us for the last couple of months, which is awesome. I love happy clients. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me, let me, before it even starts, let me apologize for, for this and then tell the story. Oh, what did you do, Eric? <laughs> I, I screwed up. I, it's totally on me. Well, the client didn't let us know. Usually he's good about saying, hey, I'm going to demo tomorrow. You know, please make, don't do anything. He texts me last night at 8, 30, 9 o'clock, somewhere around there saying, I've got a demo tomorrow at 10 a.m., uploading a file is not working. I'm getting an error. I'm like, oh crap. But at this point, I'm putting the kids to bed. I don't have time to look at it. I said, okay, I'll look tonight and I'll send you uh, uh, email either tonight or tomorrow morning. I get in here. I start working, trying to figure it out. And of course, nobody's available. I'm, I'm writing everybody. And it's like, I think I understand what's going on, but I don't know for sure. And it comes down to somebody made a change in Envoy to the ENV file. So it is a Laravel app for, for the record. Yeah, it's a Laravel app. Meanwhile, I don't know enough about Envoy and how it works. And I think they have a huge mistake on where they place the ENV management because they put it next to the server, which makes it seem like a server level environment setting. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And there are multiple ways to set an environment. There's a .env file, and then there's just environment variables on the server itself when it boots up or as you change it. And because it's down there with the server settings, I now think, oh crap, we have multiple sites on here. And when you change the ENV in one site, you're changing it in all the sites on that server. So now I'm like raising red flags and I'm like saying, oh my gosh, this is horrible. We're, we're screwing up. We're, you know, we're putting, we're sending things to staging when we should be sending it to production. Like whatever jerk out. set this up, doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> I, I'm freaking out. I can't get anyone to respond to me. And it, what it turns out was somebody was releasing code to staging, changing the queue connection from sync to database. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never used Laravel queues, so I don't know what the default is. All I know is it's database now and it shouldn't be. So I'm changing <laughs> it from database to Redis and like. <laughs> and finally, so, like. So so spoiler alert, it was me. And what's what was funny about it is uh where I'm working with a developer yesterday and he's like, Hey, we, first thing, I hate I hate cues now. I absolutely hate cues. Uh we were trying to get 
Redis working and uh-huh. it would work and stop working. And then I'm like, all right, just, and oh, and this, this is something else I learned. Uh, you can't have uh, Nova installed with Horizon because apparently they use com- combating versions of uh, not carbon. Uh, what's the uh, cake PHP uh, time management? Um, it's not carbon. It's whatever the uh, other package is that everybody uses. But mm-hmm. apparently they, they use competing versions. So you can't have Horizon and Nova installed in the same site. So I'm telling this developer, I'm like, okay, listen, just change it to the database. Th- just do the database. You have to run migrations and we'll change the database. At least that way we can see if the jobs are being queued up. And um, I think it's called chronic. No, is it chronic? Uh, I think Thomas is looking up. So he does that. He goes, okay, okay. You know, I just ran it. I'm like, all right, the jobs are definitely being queued up. I see it in the table. And he goes, all right, fine. And, and you know, we work through the issue and he's like, all right, this is great. I'm like, all right, just keep it like this and we'll figure out what's wrong with it you know, down the road if, if we want to switch to Redis. But for now, keep it as the database driver. Kronos. And he says, oh, Kronos. Okay, I knew it was something like that. He goes, okay, well, we got to deploy to, to staging. I'm like, all right. And we go through the same process in staging. He says, okay, this is great. Everything's working. I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I hang up with the user, with the developer. And I'm like, okay, he's going to deploy this to production. And I'm going to forget to change the queue to database and we're going to spend a half hour trying to figure out why queues aren't working. So I'm going to go in there preemptively and change it to database. Well, it turns out they were, they were already using queues for sync. They were using sync queues. So they weren't queuing up a bunch of jobs. It was just you know, syncing. So I changed it to database and, and Mr. You work too much. You need to take time off. You need to make sure you get your rest. I wake up this morning to to a message at you know ten thirty. You can't be sleeping. <laughs> you can't be sleep already. You ne- you never sleep like this. I'm like, well, I was trying to. <laughs> so he gets on the he gets on a Zoom call with the client at what five thirty this morning. Five yeah five or five thirty this morning. Well, the the client was in Texas, so I think they're like two hours ahead of us. It doesn't matter. And the, the client it's was very funny. happy. So th- this this client is one of the more knowledgeable clients. And he has access to, um, what's the uh, logging software we're using? Logging uh, software? Sentry. Yeah. Their error reporting. So he has access to Sentry. He's like, I'm still seeing this issue in Sentry. What he was seeing was I had created a listener um, for the database queue. And so it was reporting to Sentry, hey, this table doesn't exist. So he was seeing that. He's like, the queuing is still messed up. I'm like, no, John made the correct change, so that should be fine. And I get in there, and he was actually having – it turned out to be user error this morning. But he couldn't – you know, because of the problem they had the previous night, last night, they were stuck on this idea that it was a, it was a queue issue. You want to know what your, so was, red, you know what your, your sync slash Redis issue is? What? All three of them are using the same Redis database. Same host, yeah. same port. Yeah. But but that's not – I don't see that as a problem because Redis is just a key value. So each, each but listener – it does. Each application right. doesn't know which one is writing right. so you're, which one is reading. So staging might be putting the job in and then production's picking it up. Well, when, when I create the listeners, though, I have I, – I add a uh, – I forget what it's called. I'm, I'm going to look it up real fast. But there there is a um, – 
I think it's keyword or something. Let me let me see real fast. So so we we do our we do our server configuration through Forge, and that's where I I sign up my queue. So you have the oh environment. So there is a environment variable you you can add to the the listener. I just assume that's how it would keep it would keep things organized. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're you 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 very well may be correct. That would let's be, just say uh, I am. Yeah, let's say let's say you are, because you probably are. To be completely honest with you, yeah. I just assumed by setting that environmental variable, it was handling that organization and Redis for us, but it might not be. Yeah, I don't I don't know how variable does your queues, so I couldn't say. So, what would be the point? Well, okay, I guess I get still answer my own question. I was going to say, what would be the point of using a centralized Redis uh, server? But it'd be the same thing if you have a pool of production servers, you know, mm-hmm. they all talk to the production <clears throat> Redis database. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just optimally need to start with, up optimally with multiple jobs, you can versions. have multiple servers grab it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that was the problem. I, yeah. yeah. That might be the problem. I think within Redis, you, you can have multiple databases, but you have to say, I'm using database zero. I'm using database one. And I think that's <laughs> how they do their database numbering in Redis is through yeah. numeric indexing. It's more complicated than that. It it sort of doesn't even have databases. It just has like pre prefix keys, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you can kind of filter by prefix keys or like request a list of keys whose prefix is zero. But even then, Redis is like a single store. It's that's what makes it fast. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I know phone burner is using the same server for multiple quote unquote databases yeah so and in laravel in laravel now since uh seven there's a default like prefixing id that's part of the env file i believe Mm. and so each application gets its own special prefix and it can tell which application is which by that but if you've upgraded from five to seven and didn't Mm -mm. set that no, this this is a seven app. So if if it is, I'm I'm not saying there isn't that variable, but it's, but it's not part of the example file. I think Redis only has three three settings so, by default. N- nope, there is a database, and by default, it should be zero. Yeah, there you go. So, so that's probably so all you, we need to change. You could set zero, one, two. Mm-hmm. Yep. As we were talking through this, I I realized setting that environment on the worker. How would the application know that? Like, there's no way for the application to know what what worker to to talk to. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of Horizon here since I use Horizon for queuing. Mm-hmm. It uh, has a prefix config variable so that you can run multiple apps on one Redis server. But it makes sense, and it looks like John John's found it too. So, yeah. So th- we're getting away from the point that Envoyer also needs to change how they do their environment variables. It just it well, shouldn't the, be next. It shouldn't be with servers. It, it, the, it was way too confusing. The weird thing about it, and we've called this out before, is that if you get to get to the uh, environmental variables in Envoyer, you need a password, which is fine. I like that idea actually. But to do it in Forge, it's the same env file. You can get to it without a password. You just click a link, and it takes you to the env file. It's like, well, damn it. <laughs> you know, what if they're like. We have we have quote unquote you know pseudo ops people who we we've been giving access to Forge and Envoyer for for deployments and for server management and if we had keys on there that we didn't want them seeing I would have no yeah. way of locking them out. Yeah, but I think the point is I'm not that I'm defending it, but 
I think if you have access to Forge, you probably have access to the server level architecture. So it's kind of pointless to protect it at that point. Really, really you do. Because I mean, like what we have in Forge is we have scripts that go in and create accounts for everybody. So yeah, you can, you absolutely could work your way around it. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So you should, you shouldn't be giving non, I don't know how how to even say it. People that shouldn't have access to that data, they shouldn't have access to the server anyway. So they shouldn't have access to Forge. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, division of responsibilities. I mean, yeah. The nice. the only thing that when I had this realization, and I I think it's having some sort of operations understanding that you can have environment variables on the server. I freaked out until I finally read. I mean, it's clear when you read the piece in the yellow it says the contents of your environment will be placed in an env file in your server's mm-hmm. project path. But when you're like trying to solve an issue quickly. And like you, all of a sudden you see this next to the server setting <laughs> and not expecting somebody to have changed the wrong server. I just assumed and, it was shared data. And to your defense, we've never walked through those interfaces either. I mean, I, I've always yeah. just kind of handled it and I've never kind of showed you, you know, how, how to do things. I always gave you access, but I never actually showed you where things were. So that's a pain. Yeah, did we talk about the die God uh, thing from last week uh, i don't know it was actually a couple weeks ago did we was a couple weeks thomas ago? you know uh, do you know what we're talking about yeah do you know what we're talking anyway I'll, I'll sh- i think you mentioned it last week somebody asked okay. you uh oh yeah i'm, I'm sure I did. yeah yeah but that was in slack we didn't talk about it on the show did we i'm not sure Rehash just, to, it, John. just real quick i'm on a on a phone call with a business a customer service company, excuse me, about our business insurance. So I'm talking to customer service. They know it's a business account. They have access to our business name. And in the verification process, she asks what my email address is, or she's verifying it. She goes, is it John at diegodev.com? And it took me a second. I'm like, huh? And then I realized Diego Dev, if you, where you split it is diegodev. And I was like, no, it's Diego Dev, and she was mortified. <laughs> she felt so bad. I laughed. I, as That's, an atheist, I course, thought it was hilarious. Of course, now I can't not see that. Every time I see it, now I, I can't not see Die God. That's not as bad as as Penn Island or uh, Experts Exchange. Penis Land. Come on, Eric was taking way too long to think about that. Have you what, have you Penn seen Island? Experts? Experts Penis Land. Oh, Penis. <laughs> Expert sex change. Expert sex change. Yeah, there's also a kids exchange. Oh gosh. Okay, so I guess it could be worse. (laughs) Could be a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I hate I hate cues. I hate cash too. Cash is. Now see, I remember. I love cash. I was going off about a hating money, 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 money. No, we're on cash, and I love making cash because it's like cool. My database doesn't get hit. But it's like flushing cash or getting rid of cash is a pain in the ass. You should try varnish. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Is it worse? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's it's caching based off of cookies and regular expressions. Oh. And I should clarify, well, flushing cash in Laravel is actually pretty easy if you're flushing all the cash. It's when you want to flush one specific thing that you've asked it to remember. Like a banner or an image and 
That's mean, why like we every tag time, everything. It does. Yeah, Cash I, that was work perfect for us now. Maybe maybe I'll I'll give you a call tomorrow because where that was working for me, all of a sudden it's not working so well anymore, and I'm really pissed off about it. <laughs> so yeah, I I actually ended up going to tags because that you can do the tag and then flush, and that seemed to be working for me, and then. I had a new task where I had to do it again. I'm like, oh, cool. I know what I'm going to do. And blah, 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 and I go to do it. And it's not working so so sweet. So maybe I'll ping you tomorrow. All right. So yeah, caches and flush. Caches and, and cues. I'm I'm about done with. <laughs> Buttery. 90%. What's he say? 90% of my. Where's my freaking chat? 90, I feel personally. He, he, uh, yeah, there you go. You got it. Yeah. I feel personally attacked. 90% of my work recently is implementing. Correct caching cues for real time services. I, I man, you know what? It, it's it's the black arts, man. If you figure it out, you get good at it. Hey, man, you know more power to you. I'm not there. I don't care. I'm an API guy. It's like there's nothing to cache, man. You you ask me for something, I'm going to give you something. I don't need a front end. We're not going to have any formalities. Just tell me what you want. Let me give it to you. So right around this part of the show, when you're editing, you're going to want to. Cut out my background noise. <laughs> I, didn't even hear it. I, I know because I'm I muted I muted Skype and then realized oh this is being picked up on all my other recording. Oh, you muted Skype. <laughs> didn't work too well, did it? <laughs> not when you think about it. No, not really. Well, at least I didn't have to hear whatever it was. There you go. Hey, have you guys mm-hmm. heard the uh, good news? What is the good news? I am officially a champion in Rocket League. I did hear that. Congratulations. Thank is you. that a big deal? Is that hard to it, do? Oh my it gosh. It's yeah. incredibly you just, difficult you have, thing to do. You have to, you have to buy a magic uh, coin or something. I've been I've been fighting getting up to, to what's after gold? Diamond? Platinum. Uh, platinum. Platinum. I've been fighting getting up to platinum. I get the gold three, uh division three or four, and then I slide right back down to gold two. I was so, I was deathly afraid when I hit champion that I would immediately slide back down and I wouldn't be able to get my season reward. Uh, to get your season reward, you have to win ten games at that rank. And you did I, it. I busted it today and I I got my season awesome. reward level, so I am officially awesome. flagged as a champion. Congrats! And that's that's so. Is that something? So did you get up to? Did you get up champ two then? If you won that many games. Uh, no, I danced around division one, division two, back and forth. <laughs> so what does uh, that mean? I mean, what, I, I still don't know what champion is. What is it? What's champ? What's uh, that? so there are, uh, five basic levels. Uh, there's, does, does that mean you're too good to play with John now? Almost. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he, he, he carries me a lot. <laughs> yeah, we have, we, I have some consistency problem in, in twos still, but, uh, no, it's, play uh, there's, there's bronze, I'm... silver, gold, platinum, champion, diamond, then... miss diamond, oh, platinum, sorry. diamond, platinum, diamond, champion. And then within each of those levels is three sub levels, four, four sub levels. No. Cause when you hit the fourth, you go up. Oh, you're right. It is. It's four sub levels. And then each of those sub levels has a division which is no the divisions are the sub levels so you're right no yeah so there's there's bronze one two three and then each one has a sub level one through four so uh, so yeah you're right you're right you're right i remember i remember a few years back when i was doing fortnite and i told you or or, or not fortnite actually we'll get to fortnite uh i was doing uh team fortress and i was I i told you i was thinking about trying fortnite 
Thomas was like, oh, it's all a scam. They just make you grind to, through all these levels and grind, and all you do is grind. It sounds no, like that's Fortnite. exactly what you're doing. Well, I'm I'm in the top 4.4% of all players. But you've been grinding this whole time, right? You've been, I've been enjoying I mean, isn't it. Isn't that different? I've been learning how to be good. <laughs> okay. There, There is so much skill. When you watch the the pros play, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the pros are grand champion. That is a whole different level. I'm not even remotely near. That's... Speaking of but- butchering names, in chat, kill ya. There's no L in there. Kia. Kia. Is that two eyes? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, Kia. Speaking I of apologize. butchering names, I'm going to butcher this name right now. Speaking of <laughs> needing, needing new glasses, I uh, mentioned how uh, Apple just uh, kicked Fortnite out of the App Store. Dude. So did Google. So did Google. What's going on? And why, why, so, why isn't there so much news around Google doing it? Because they just did it an hour ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What's happening? What's going on? Um. So the way that Apple makes their money is they have a 30% take on all transactions in game. Um, So if you sell a $1 customization item or whatever, Apple makes 30 cents off that $1. And Epic, the owners of Fortnite, basically said, screw you guys. So they moved, without notifying Apple, they moved all of their transactions to an internal data processor. Without notifying Apple? Okay, well, I mean, it's not like they have to notify Apple. Well, they do. they do. That's the thing. Is So oh. part of Apple's license is any in-app transactions must go through the App Store. Hmm. And You Epic, can try to circumvent it. I do know a company that has. Epic knew exactly what they were doing. At the same time that they made this change, they also released a YouTube ad that was uh, copying Apple's 1984 commercial where a giant talking apple on a big brother screen is telling them that they belong to them and they introduced the sledgehammer talking apple (laughs) it it is a talking apple it's not as a person no that they're the one that that epic released is in the end in the oh i i got what you're saying yeah okay and it's it's everyone being told by a talking apple that individuality is is not theirs and i mean they just a huge swipe at apple so they knew exactly what was going to happen and as soon as apple removed the product they released this ad that said hey guess who's screwing you over it's not us it's apple and they filed a lawsuit claiming that apple's app store makes them a monopoly now the difference between apple and google is that google will allow any user to install any random app on their phone from any location you don't have to have Mm -hmm. a trusted source Right, you can sideload um, stuff, yeah. Uh, Apple's iPhones, you can only install apps from the one location, the end of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, you can't say it that way, but it's hard to install. To it violates the, the terms of service. Yeah. yeah. To That's do fair. so is, mm-hmm. is, is violating the terms of service and can have them take the phone away from you. Literally the physical phone, because you don't own it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, now Epic is in a giant legal fight with Apple, and uh, they're going to stomp them to bits. So why did Google they, they are, them then? But Same at, the, at the end of the day, how much of their user base is really on Apple or, or Google? Massive. Really? really? Massive. For mobile? Do you know how much money Fortnite makes? Yeah, but how, yeah, but, but what percentage is Apple? Right. How much? How much Isn't most of it through device? Steam or not uh, Steam? They they go through their 
Epic launch or whatever it is. Fortnite right? on right. mobile accounts for sixty three percent of total spend. That's amazing to, to find out. They, it is, I believe, it's a cross platform account. So if you buy it through the App Store, you get it on your account, no matter how you bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks like. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm seeing the wrong number. Oh, and here I am, can't tell an I from an L, and you can't read freaking numbers. Are you are you serious right now? Is so this that's the conversation the United, we're having? The United States accounts for 63% of the mobile spend, which is now over a billion dollars. That's still, You would think they would take that into account before making this kind of stand, but whatever. It, it appears that mobile made $44.3 million in April. Right. So why did Google do it then? Why did Google take them down? Well, because it still is Google's terms of service that they have to do it through. Same, same, same reason. If you want same to be reason. hosted, yeah. If you want to be hosted on their platform, uh, then you have to go through their terms of service. Um, but on Android phones from Samsung, Samsung has their store by default installed and mm-hmm. will install the game on new Samsung phones when it came out. I think that was 2000 or no, that was the the nine series galaxy nine and note nine had Fortnite mm-hmm. installed when you bought the phone. Yeah. I remember there was a big marketing blitz about that. Yeah. And that was through oh, Samsung's deal with Epic where Epic. I wonder how that's the money. I wonder how that's going to affect rocket league. Cause they are, they're going to free to play soon. Right. Yeah, they haven't done it soon. yet. Oh, people the, uh, pay to play that game? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think like it's 20- going to affect them very much. Um, Rocket League built its foundation on being free for uh, certain service subscribers. Um, I got it for free, I believe, through uh, some free one free game every month program or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they really built their their whole thing around not having to sell the game, right? Um, but they're still. They they make their money through in game purchases, just like yeah. Fortnite was. Yeah. So you buy you buy like glitter and stuff for your car, or, or yes. what is what do you what do you buy like car car customization car, car glitter? Yeah. It's, it's not a it's not like a pay to pay to win sort of thing though, right? Nah, no. Nope. There's there's no benefit to buying just just cosmetic stuff. Yeah. You can have a car that looks like John's. Or you can have a car that looks like mine. It doesn't matter. Now I want to see what y'all's cars look like. We have people asking you guys to it's stream, just a, man. It's What's just a matte that? blue or a, a matte a matte paint job with no decoration. You, you better mine? have a PHP. Logo oh, I'm on sorry. There. You got you changed it last week. Yeah, I better have what a PHP ugly logo on there. Yeah, no, you can't customize no custom it like that. Logos. Oh, you can't do. Th- oh, you can't add your own logo. You just. Oh. Not yet. Interesting. Unless you're an esports team, in which case you can buy an esports team logo for your car. Yeah, we've talked way too long about this. I, I actually stopped caring quite a while ago. <laughs> so yeah, I'm grand champion. Congrats. Or, I'm champion, not grand Seriously. champion. Jeez, that would be incredible, but no. Yay esports? <laughs> See how that, how's that feel? How's it feel when people like minimize your accomplishment? I, mean, I, I, I got a question. I got, I got. Actually, I got, I got two questions for you guys. Did you want to? Did you want to keep talking no, about this? No. Go ahead. No, I was moving on. Right. I, I have one that is just. We had a funny situation tonight, and actually, this has been a funny ongoing thing for a while in our house. And I just wanted to share with you. You guys might know it. This, there, this is not a trick. There's no. There's no like hidden meeting here. Well, there is. It, it, I'll explain in, in a second. Be honest, because one of you guys is going to answer, and then the other one, you have to answer whatever you whatever you initially thought. Don't change your mind, okay? So, John, I'm going to go with you first, because I'm curious about your answer. You're standing at a locked door, and 
you can't you can't get in because it's locked. What do you do? It's not a trick question. Did, Just what what comes to your mind? What's the first thing you think to do? Cry? Huh? Cry? Cry? Okay, that, might, that actually makes <laughs> say more about you than you thought. Thomas, you leave it alone. You're not supposed Knock. to lock doors. Knock on the door. So you would just that's that that's a valid. So so there's there's five main responses, right? Do Here's I my find camera. myself suddenly in front of a locked door? I'll wonder yes. where I am. <laughs> yes, you're just you're standing in front of a. Why is this so damn difficult? My 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 children were able to answer this question. Why am I having it? But they also got their hair stuck into a, a floaty blender thing. Okay, a drone. So the answers for for the record, uh, uh, my me and one one of my kids' answer was to knock. Right, that that's. And that says something. And, and they were equating it to the houses of Harry Potter. It, it, it puts you in one of the houses. It's like a, a hat, hat selection thing. Oh, I'm in Gryffindor then, aren't I? That makes right. sense. Go ahead. So, so you, you said the same thing. Knock, right? Yeah. Uh, my, my wife and the other kid both said the same thing. Do I have a key? Or I try a key? Or, you know, there's like a bunch of variations of it. And that's that says something else. Uh, another one was... Um, I mean, what are the other ones? Knock the door open, kick the kick the door down, and what? Pick the lock. My wife, my wife is in well, here. You now didn't tell me I said. wanted to get inside the door. Well, so so that's part of the thing, right? So this this is where I'm getting to. So we're we're, we're all kind of and, and we keep we keep uh, talking about the the, the scenario with, with people who come to the house. Not that a lot of people are coming here, but we we're going through it for, for, with the family. So. My uh, one daughter and her partner, they live, they live with us as well. <laughs> and they, she asked her partner that question. And we, we think we have all the possible, possible answers out there. Like we figured them all out, even like the edge cases. <laughs> and she replies, I would just go sit in the corner because I'm obviously not allowed out. I'm like, why would you think you were locked in the room? Oh. <laughs> Did you hug her after that? <laughs> Why do you think you're locked in somewhere? That's you really need to see a therapist. You need to talk to somebody. <laughs> There's like four problems with that response. A that she's A that she's locked I'm, I'm, in. I'm seriously worried about this. No, it's A A is that she's locked in a room and B she knows that if she's locked in a room, she, she shouldn't out. even bother because she's supposed to be locked in a room. <laughs> and it would be it would be detrimental to, what to try and get out. What childhood did you have? Oh, no. Uh, I don't mean mm. to laugh at it, but it was just funny the way she said it. She was, she's, she's kind of a tougher kid, you know? She's Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. It was just so funny. Um, so... So I clearly doesn't have research. problems with authority. <laughs> Completely shifting gears on you here. That was quick. Just off, off the off the top of your head, when do you think we started? We we've been we know how long we've been podcasting. We're on episode two hundred and one. When do you think we started streaming? What episode do you think we started streaming? Number one. Oh, streaming on YouTube. Yes, streaming. Yeah, I was like twenty. No, later than that. I was gonna say seventy five. I was thinking around forty. Would you be surprised to find out the first episode we we streamed was episode seven? What? No, that wouldn't I surprise went, me. I went back to our YouTube channel because I was looking for a couple of things, 
and it was episode seven was our first stream. Um, and then we skipped eight then, through 74. We were so then, full of ambition back then. For the record, Thomas, you first mentioned that you were going to be moving to Colorado. So that, that was on April 24th, uh, 2016. The first time you mentioned you were thinking about moving to Colorado was September of 2016, September 1st of 2016. I haven't written here. And you didn't actually move to Colorado to, uh, that can't be right. I must've messed that one up though. <laughs> Cause you, you've been, you've been there for over, for, for longer than two years, right? Cause I, I, yeah, I have it February years. 23rd. So it must have been 2018, not 2019. So you, you moved in February 23rd. My point being, we didn't decide to do this podcast because you were moving. We didn't even know you were moving for almost a year after we did the podcast. We did the podcast. It is true. It I wasn't the, because you I were the moving. Me, no, I think the process of me moving had been decided before my lease was up. And so I had a year left on my lease, and I knew I that's was what, going to be moving. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you talked about it in, in April, and you didn't move to September. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. I was just giving, I I was doing April it to you a hard I, time. But. I think April is when I found the place I was going to move to, but I had already known for a year that I was going to move. But what was funny is going going back, and, and I was randomly watching videos at that point, because I'm like, I wonder when Thomas talked about, because one of the videos is, is – uh, Rocky Mountain High or something like that. Yes. I'm like, oh, that must have been when he said he was moving. It, it was actually the video before then is when you when you mentioned it. And then I think that one, you talked more in depth about it. But what was really funny is, like I said, we started in episode seven. And to watch John, like, appear for, like, a show or two, and then he's gone for, like, three weeks. You know, it was right when he had his kid. It must have been the second kid, right? Yeah. yeah. It was right when he had his second kid, and it was just like you know, he was just like he was here, that he was gone, 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 gone. Oh, there he is! Oh, he's gone, gone, gone. gone. <laughs> Twenty, yeah, he's born July twenty sixteen. Yeah, so it was funny. It was, it was actually I, I was surprised to find out how long we and, and we started with. Uh, it wasn't hangouts. It was that other J I S T A or something Jitsi or Jitsu or I forget yeah, what, it, what was Jitsi. Yeah, it was. So it was funny to see us go through that evolution of Jitsi, then Hangouts, then I think there was briefly something else, then we moved to OBS, and it was just weird. It's like, wow, we, we've I, actually spent a lot of time on the streaming part. I found out that Google Meet supports for the NDI, which is not Meetups. It's now Google Meet is a different product. Mm-hmm. Well, they are just trying to they are trying to ram that down your throat now. You can't compose they, an email without being asked, hey, do you need a Google Meet link for this? It's, it's always crazy. had better video and audio quality than Skype. Well, doesn't don't most video products have better audio and video quality? Y- yes, that's true. It's so, funny we, we were talking. So talking you're about- saying we should try it? Uh, we might. I, this is all experimentation for next week because I'm going to be setting up OBS on my end. I need to check. I, so I have I have early access to an, a new product called. And I swear to God, this is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, presentation software that I was thinking about. If I if I did do the Vim thing by myself, I, maybe I would do that. But I need to see if I if it's even something I can. No, based on the stream. based on the name alone, that's a definite no. It wouldn't work for this. It, that, that's more of a one off like presentation type thing. Not well. That's what I was saying. If if I was going to do it myself and just have my my screen up, I would. But you you led into it like it was going to be an option for replacing Skype or. Google Meet. No. No. Uh, I have one last thing about me. Last thing? Good. Just just about me. 
Yeah. You, can, you, can, you can have plenty more to go. Uh, <clears throat> kids are moving out, growing up, getting older, and we're finding ourselves in a position where we need a bunch of furniture. As you can tell by the... They're, but they're moving out. Why do you need furniture? The gleaming white wall behind me. I need a bookshelf for my office. And we've been looking, my wife and I have been looking at nice furniture. Uh, the reason we need furniture since they're moving out is now we can have nice furniture and it won't get destroyed. Good point. Very valid. Very valid, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly a, a thing I've been waiting for for about five years now. We're like, ah, it's, it'd be nice to have a, I don't know, a nice chair or a nice dining room table. But looking at the cost of all this furniture, we just started to get sort of overwhelmed and mm-hmm. and hate it. So we have made the decision to instead buy power tools and build. It seems like a good idea. It honestly does. Certainly does. You're going to hate you're going to hate it after a while, trust me. Well, I I know that partly. <laughs> but I also am going to need a hobby soon since once all of the kids are out of the house, the the criticism for not doing anything all weekend is going to come, you know, start piling on. <laughs> and what do you mean I didn't do anything? I got I made it to to champ yeah, 2. Champion, no, I tried to explain that yesterday. It did not go over well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so now I'm all about, like, buying table saws and routers and, and pocket jigs and all that stuff, and uh, I'm sure I'm going to hate it, but you're going to see some really ugly furniture that I made coming eventually. Uh, I've subscribed to a couple of, of interesting YouTube channels based on things like that. Me too. I, I, I actually have methods I, I enjoy. There's... There's a, a a Japanese method of building stuff with no, uh, it's all pressured. Like there's no screws or nails. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I love. I absolutely love the the, the I I have kept this one bookshelf I had. We had it in the office for a while in a, in a corner. I don't think anybody even noticed that there was no screws or anything keeping it together. I have it in storage now. My wife's like, why do we have this? I'm like, I love this type of furniture. I don't want to get rid of it. It goes together like a jigsaw puzzle. And it's, I love that stuff. Yeah. I will say if you're doing this, if it's not too late, if you're doing this fully commit, like don't get cheap tools. The biggest mistake you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to think, Oh, well, I'm only going to use the saw one time. So I'm going to buy this cheap saw or you're only going to use this one tool one time. So you're going to buy cheap. You're going to regret it Buy the nicest tool that you can afford. I mean, don't overextend yourself because you, it, it so, will make all I'm, te- I'm telling you, it'll you make all the difference in the world problem when you, is, when you're building stuff, it'll make all the difference in the world. I will, I will be buying almost the cheapest tool. You're, you're going to hate your life. Except I that promise. That's because that's all I can afford. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's the other thing. There's the other side of it. Have you seen the shit Amish people do with just like regular, like, you know, ancient, ancient <laughs> tools? I mean, you could go that route. Just go. You've got the beard. Just go full Amish at this point, Thomas. I did, see, I did see an Amish built computer desk the other day and thought to myself, I wonder if they know what this is for. It's a, it's outstanding work. They, they, they have great craftsmanship. I mean, you can't you can't knock it. Well, so it is, good luck. It is what they do. Good luck. I, I I hope you find it as a, as a good expressive outlet. I enjoy it. I mean, I'm terrible at it. I, I'm absolutely horrible at it, but I enjoy doing it. I built my caddy, and my I, cats still love my caddy. It's probably the greatest thing. It's the greatest achievement I have ever made. I've seen some of your work. It's good. You put up shelves at the office that look good. Like 
custom made. It wasn't like you pre-bought them and well, so that's, good stuff. that's part of my issue. I have a real problem with any kind of subtractive manufacturing work where you drill a hole in something because if you get it wrong, now there's just a hole there and you can't do anything about that. And so like I've yeah, had okay. shelves that I bought I would say six months ago that I never put up because I'm so afraid of drilling into the drywall to get the mounts <laughs> securely on there. Why is but that? You gotta get over that. It's just it's just some kind of paranoid weird hang up. There, there's that saying: measure tw- twice, cut once. It goes for the same thing as screwing screwing holes. You know, get yeah. the stud twice and. <laughs> Well, I finally, I finally did it. I, and, then, I, and then screw like we, four we, holes. We, you should have we, we, seen her office. It's like there's a stud around here somewhere. <laughs> oh. just, Forty. Hey, hey, hey! It was a straight line, but it was a line. <laughs> it was a line of holes. It was behind a television. Nobody was going to see it. And, and I can't figure out why we didn't get our security deposit back. <laughs> John, we we put a television in the developers' den. And John's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a hole in the wall, and we're gonna run the wires down the inside." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." He cuts this hole in the wall. He cuts a hole in the wall at the bottom. He goes, "Okay, I'm just gonna drop the wire, Eric. You grab it." <laughs> and I hear him going, "Donk!" He goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> There's like a beam in there. Yeah. Goes, okay, that's not going to work. We're just gonna have to tape it to the outside. <laughs> Uh, now see, we have these big big box holes. I want to do the quality, the high quality version of that, where you cut the whole thing open and then you re. But you there's re- a, there's a TV it. in front of it. You don't really care. Well, no, Besides, I mean I know the, that too. The mouse right needs now, a way in and out because this is my this is my uh, son's old bedroom. Uh, right now, my Wave PHP. You're pointing to things on a podcast, just so you know. Right now, my Wave PHP lanyard and pass is covering up about a two-inch hole right behind the pass. (laughs) So that was my fix for that. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to say... It, it's a sign. The last, I think, the last two interviews we've done for PHP Architects PHP podcast. The last two interviews have mentioned Wave PHP to us because they they knew we were the organizers. One, uh, uh, Bernard, uh, Edward Bernard, Edward Bernard was actually wearing his Wave PHP shirt, and then we did David Stokes That's today. Awesome. So that should that should come out a little later. And even David, you know, mentioned coming to San Diego for Wave and. Then John said something interesting, but I don't know if he wants to repeat it. I forget what I said. And then the bank yeah, called he, and said, you still owe us for Wave PHP. It's like, <laughs> bringing it up again. All right. This is a sign. <laughs> Debt collectors. All right. Cool. You guys, you guys know Wave PHP too? You guys, right. Yeah, you guys have heard of Wave PHP and you're not even developers. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm curious. What did I say? I don't want to say it now because you got my hopes up and now I don't want to get other people's hopes up. You said, I said something. You said we're doing it again. And we just we, we need to figure out when and how. I did like, not what? say that. You did. Oh, you totally said because even David said, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, really." <laughs> mm. uh, no, when I said that was was not about Wave PHP. I was uh, saying that about you conferences. Conferences in general. As a as a group, we will get together again at some point. I mean, you've you've got the okay. Uh, that that makes way more sense. Now. I'm like, I'm like when you said it. I'm like, I didn't think you had any interest in ever doing this ever again. And you said that. I'm like, okay, cool. No, We're doing no, this again. no. I have I mean, interest I do in doing. Again. I have interest in doing it again. I would. I loved the experience. I didn't like the financial loss of it. 
And yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. We couldn't pay for it again. Yeah, no. something yeah. about something about early bird pricing lasting too long, or something like that. Up until like a week before the damn conference. Yeah, I'm no, it was, it was decision that. that. Was. Wasn't that? It's just too many conferences came out. It was and people. Most people only go to one, maybe two conferences a year, and when they have to choose between them all, a lot of people go to the close one because. Their their employer says no. You're going to go to this one because I don't have to pay for airfare. Well, and of a, course, a... we 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 decide we're going to start a conference on the West Coast because there are no conferences on the West Coast. And then the year we do it, you know, the uh, Oregon has one, and then Texas not really West Coast, but they 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 get one going. It's like son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So That's... no, not, as much as I'd like to, no, I was not saying we were going to do it again. Virtual conference. I hear you. No. Yeah, I'm not doing a virtual conference. I mean, it's not not to knock them. It's just the, the people that do the conference all of Laracon online. So yeah, and there's another one coming out in what a month. Yeah, Laracon like twenty 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 is right around the corner. And 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 I mean, now you got these user groups that are teaming up and getting pretty good talks going every month. It's like that's almost better than having to pay to go to a conference. Some of these talks that these user groups are putting online are fantastic. They need to get better at their yeah. openings, though. Whew, some of them are painful to watch. Like ours used to be. Yeah, we th- Buttery, we thought we had a hook for our conference. It was in San Diego on the beach. That was our hook. A it private worked. beach. It was There was a, a private, private beach. beach to the hotel. Just for yeah. residents, for people staying at the hotel. We had a wonderful we had beach. Lu- we had lunch on the beach. It was, was a freaking roller coaster. A roller coaster was like oh. a quarter of a mile away. It, it was you could crazy. walk to it. Yeah, whole amusement park. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Eric. Thank our Patreon. Speaking of keychains, well, I would like to real, no real quick before you do that. I don't want to talk about this. I'll talk about. Did you guys hear this week that Mozilla laid off two hundred fifty people, including our good friends, Grumpy Programmer? No, I didn't. I was wondering I about Grumpy. Yeah. I hadn't heard. Poor Chris. Yeah, he's he's right. looking. So I saw you. I saw you posted that. Uh, in I'm concerned about one of the reasons behind it. Did you, did you read the article? I did. Which so part were you talking? They well, want to the make money, which is weird. Right. They're a nonprofit. Right. This is this was my concern. Which again, the post office nonprofit, but apparently it's a big deal that they lose money every year. We won't go down Do you, that path. But, but. That's another. Well, that's a whole another topic that I just learned about. Do you know why they're losing money? Well, they're a service of the U.S. government. They no, are not meant no. to make money. They made from 2006 to 2013, or some some year range. They made almost ten billion dollars. Who? The U.S. Post, Post Service. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. The, George Bush passed a bill that the U.S. Post Office. Again, I'm assuming that the information I heard is correct. The post office had, over a 10-year period, had to put enough money away to pay into all the the benefits and retirement for the next 75 years worth of of people. So they were putting money into retirement for people that hadn't even even been born yet. I did hear that. I can confirm that that was was a, a Bush policy that was... But even still... It's it's a government service, right? It it, it's it not... is, but without that, they would be making money. I think. Right. That that's that's fair. 
Yeah. And then, and then like somebody, cause so Trump keeps talking about how they're losing a massive amount of money. And somebody pointed out, twi- uh, pointed it out on Twitter. It's like, well, it's funny. You never talk about how the military loses $7.5 billion a year. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's not a conversation. There's, that's not a conversation point. We're talking about politics. Let's get off that. What was your yeah. original thing? We're talking about Mozilla. And they Mozilla. laid off they, they laid off two hundred and fifty of their roughly one thousand employees at that at that time because they want to start focusing on making money. Oh man. See, I just invested probably the last year and a half to two years using Firefox and I've been really happy with it. I'm gonna I don't want to make a statement or anything, but man, if they if they screw around with their mission statement or or who they are i don't i don't think they're necessarily doing that but i don't think they're going to stay in the browser game too much longer i mean they're realizing that people are so invested in the the ecosystem they're in like they got out of the firefox os because that wasn't going to be profitable people are in the, mm. the google ecosphere most of the money they make now sounds like it's coming from the fact that they put the search engine into their browser. So in the US, it's Google. In China, it's Baidu or whatever it is. So each country is like contributing to Mozilla to make a specific browser, the browser of the, the search engine of the browser. That was another failed uh, prediction I had back in the uh, early 2000s. I thought for sure Facebook would, would buy Firefox or buy Mozilla and make a Facebook browser like a browser that was all built around facebook where all their tracking and stuff would would go through the browser i always thought that was that made that would, sense but that would facebook kill firefox it. so fast it wouldn't even be firefox anymore it would just be facebook you would have a facebook browser well i mean uh, just, and they would be no one would use it you know how many people use facebook nobody should be using facebook are yeah, you kidding me too. they would absolutely use but it they, they begrudgingly use it like me out of your mind you're out of your mind. Okay, yeah. so we're going to... I think I think this is a good good point to wrap up the show where Thomas is, as always, wrong. I'm as always right, and John is, as always, tired of us. Chris, we're thinking about you. We hope you find something yeah. soon. I pass your information on to people that I know. As best he's I a fantastic developer. I mean, it, it, sure. I don't think he's going to have any issue. I, and I know he got, he's got... I mean, obviously, he has his PHP credentials, but I know he's also... With uh, with Mozilla, he was doing a bunch of Python stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Okay. I'm sure all 250 people are great, but you gotta you gotta root for the people you know. And I believe I believe Chris is one Chris, of them. I believe he has Chris, a new Chris book was coming why out I was. Soon. Hmm? I believe he has a new book coming out soon. Actually, I think it's out. It's on PHP Architect. Well, I know he has one released on PHP Architect recently. Maybe he has another one. I I don't know of. He's, but, he's done uh, a few, I think, where he self-published as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he is one of the reasons why I, I went back to Firefox because you know, of who he was and, and you know, the, the message. And he always said, he, he's like, I honestly don't care what browser you use. I'm just telling you the mission statement and, and, what, Fire, and what Mozilla stands for. And I'm like, you know what? I've got to, I've got to move back over there. I did. So yeah, he has a uh, learn to test your code out on uh, PHP architect. So if you go to PHP arc, am I saying that right? Arch, arch, PHP arch, arch, like March. Um, you can, you can get it right there. It's right on the, the front page. It's, it's the first thing up there. It's a uh, learn to test your code, which is his kind of his jam in the PHP world for sure. Yeah. So, 
maybe go out there and, and show him some love and just pick up a copy. Matter of fact, I think I will do that. I'm going to pick up a copy of this. Just uh, hopefully some of that gets back to him. So, Plus you need All to right. learn to test your code. Oh, what was that? Thank you, Patreon. No, I, no I'll, I'll just use it to balance out my bookshelf back here where I don't know how to measure things correctly, and I fucked that up. So, <laughs> where you me- where you're measured once and cut twice? That's right, absolutely. <laughs> and cutting an angle, no less. That was always my thing. I can never cut a straight line. I'm always cutting angles. So, are you okay, Thomas? Thomas yeah, this weird look I'm just face. reading Chris's Twitter now. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. It's yeah. interesting. He, I mean, he he has a lot of insights about uh, Mozilla and and why this why the decision was made. He doesn't seem uh, disgruntled. Oh, uh, yeah. I was, was going to say, are they, are they is he saying bad things or good things? Or? No, no. He's, he's saying a lot of informational things and definitely not disgruntled. Definitely still a fan of Mozilla. Oh, that's good. What what is his handle? What is this? Is he grumpy or, or yeah, grumpy, grumpy programmer? No, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll put it in our show notes so it's there. Yeah, let's 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 get that in the show notes as well, guys. Uh, yeah, if if you guys have the resources, if you want to, I mean, he's been in the PHP community for a really long time, so you guys can show him some love. I would appreciate that. Oh, there you go. You can you can go to his link and you can actually. Pay whatever you want to pay for the for the book. The grumpy guide is a little different. That's his self published thing. He, he did that a while ago. But oh, I see. Oh, that that is a different book. Oh, good call. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yep. All right. All right. Thank cool. the Patreons. While I get a beer, I would I would love to thank the Patreons, but we're not using OPS right now, so I don't have a slide to show. So thanks, Patreons. If only you were using. Mm-hmm. 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 I can show you stuff. Doesn't matter. It's mainly can, an audio can, podcast. It's mainly an audio podcast anyway. It is. I can I can set it up in Ecamm. I just didn't bother to do it. This was a last minute decision, so because we were having the delay issue. So Okay, so I think that's it. That's right. We're good. Everybody good? Thomas, you yep. gotta go. Doing great. Right, that's it. Episode two oh one. We're done. It's in the books. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it Keep up. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. If you would like to support PHP Ugly, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash phpugly. You can also follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in the PHP Ugly Discord channel. Show notes and RSS feed can be found at phpugly.com. To catch the live stream, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash phpugly. You can also subscribe to the edited podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catcher of choice. A reading of five stars is always appreciated. And finally, thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you are looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at diegodev.com. Until next week, keep it ugly.